Donald's Deadly Doll Emporium is proud to bring you this week's episode of Horror Movie Talk. Looking for that perfect gift for an at-risk youth? Why not a doll? Donald's Deadly Doll Emporium has every doll you can possibly imagine. We have doll types ranging from malevolent but harmless looking to so obviously dangerous that no one would ever keep this in their house. Best of all, these dolls are guaranteed to help your child work through any attachment issues or insecurities that they may have from trauma or terror. They're absolutely the most wonderful thing you could do for your kid. Because death is the ultimate cure to everything that ails you. Oops, I said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. Donald's Deadly Doll Emporium. Don't let the name fool you. Most of these dolls are only PG-13. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny Hoodie Picasso review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. You guys, thank you for joining us today on All Hallows Day of Horror Movie Talk. We will be, uh, before I get into what we're going to be talking about today, you've probably seen it in the uh, name of the podcast episode, you should check us out at our website. That's www.horrormovietalk.com. There's no dot after the W's. Uh, also, you can check us out from there. You can check us out on social media. You know, we're on all of them. Uh, and we post new ev- new episodes every single Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts because that really helps us out. We're thinking about going to our local Apple store and uh, and like soliciting people directly for like handing out stickers and being like, give us one star on Apple Podcasts. And they'll be like, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. And then we'll, fuck you. I'll give you five stars. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show them. And then we'll be like, yes. Um, so today we've got a great show for you guys. We will be talking about Brahms the Boy 2. Brahms the Boy 2. Oh, boy. And or as the ticket seller said, Brahms Boy. Brahms Boy. You going to see Brahms Boy? <laughs> yes, I am. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry that you had to watch it, 5 being an average enough film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries and should probably win an award, but it won't because it's a horror movie. After that, we'll give our score for the movie and get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we will be doing a special edition, the second edition, of Ben Warrington's Horror Movie News. Dun, dun, dun. You might remember him from the super sexy uh, British voice that he has in mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. Color Out of Space, maybe? No. Maybe we need to do a new uh, news intro based mm. on Hail Britannia. Oh, that would be cool. Ben Warrington. It's Ben Warrington's news. <laughs> that would We'll be... just cut that out and use that as a... Yeah, just yeah. use that <laughs> in true horror movie talk fashion. Uh, like I said, we saw Brahms the Boy 2 in theaters, and it was so bland and unfulfilling that I question whether or not I want to spend my free time reviewing movies of this caliber. <laughs> as soon as I asked myself that question, I realized that the answer is obviously yes. I need to watch these boring hunks of junks to make sure that you don't have to. Mm. So it's a service that we provide. It is. So with that, let's get into the trailer. Jude, I'm home. Jude. Gotcha. It's fun to be scared sometimes, huh? It's bad. It's just a dome. It's pretty violent. I understand that some of Jude's behaviors would be upsetting, but I urge you to find a place where he feels safe. I think it will be good for him. Good for all of us. Oh my goodness, look at that. That must be the main house. Come on, Jude. Jude. Yes. 
looks like he was broken before and put back together. Who's this handsome chap? Brahms. How'd you come up with that? He tells me all sorts of things. Okay. I just think it's all a little bit creepy. you talk about the other families he's loveless i take the doll away from him yes it's just a whisper first something is happening to him you knew your boy would find him love you mommy scary <laughs> that was the same spot that made you jump in the theater <laughs> i know <laughs> boy ain't right yeah that boy ain't right <laughs> there's something about having the jump in the theater in a moment that's in the trailer and you're like god damn it <laughs> hang on what hang am on. i what am i some kind of rube i gotta get this out of my system before we keep going it's all toilet sound. <laughs> Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. It's the funny phone jerks. Let me tell you, <laughs> Bobby, there's jerks. nothing funny about these sounds. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. <laughs> now you get ready for the game, okay? Yes, sir. That boy ain't right. That boy ain't right at all. This movie, this boy ain't right. You know, I was supremely disappointed because I was expecting a documentary on the early life of a German composer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big like from expectation to what uh-huh. you really get. That's a big letdown. And I'm sure that a documentary about the childhood of Brahms, the composer, would probably be way more interesting than this. Oh, movie. my God. Are you kidding me? I killed to see that instead of this. The Boy 2 is a standalone sequel to the somewhat more interesting movie, The Boy from 2016, which you can currently watch on Amazon if you click through the link in our uh, write-up for this. It was directed by William Brent Bell, who has been directing horror movies like The Devil Inside and the original The Boy from 2016. This is the story of a family of three. Liza, Lisa, Lisa, Liza, played by Katie Holmes, uh, Sean, played by Owen Yeoman, <laughs> and, their, <laughs> and their son, <laughs> Christopher Convery. Jude, who's played by Christopher Convery, that escapes to the countryside <coughs> to heal after a burglary gone wrong at their house in London. One of my greatest disappointments in this movie is that at no time does the mom yell out, Hey, Jude. I know. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I, I had my arm cocked and loaded with a yeah. spring to go smack you in the face and be like, you hear what she said? <laughs> she never did it. It doesn't happen. She never And that's did probably it. the most... Intentional uh, part of this movie. <laughs> interesting part about the movie is it really puts you on the edge of your seat, hoping that they're going to say, hey, Jude. Hey, Jude. They never do. They're calling Spoilers, for him. sorry. They're calling for him constantly. Yeah, yeah you're getting ahead of us. Jude, the young son, stops talking following the attack when the family shows up um, uh, and when the family shows up at the guest house on the Heelshire estate where the original The Boy took place, he finds a doll buried in the woods. The doll and Jude share a lot in common, not talking, staring blankly at whoever addresses them, generally being boring, and desiring to kill whole families. Through a notepad that Jude uses to communicate, we learn that the doll is named Brahms, and he has a bunch of rules for the family to follow. 
you would be surprised at how stringent these rules are. So they are broken often, and the family is thrown into an uproar each and every time. Eventually, we find out that Brahms is more dull than this family bargained for. <laughs> Brahms the Boy 2 is a sincerely boring movie that does everything (laughs) technically correct on paper. Casting, acting, pacing, direction, direction, it's all passable. The end result is as boring as sin, though. At least movies like Fantasy Island are so zany that they are fun in an ironic way. Brahms the Boy 2 bored me to tears, and I still don't believe... And I don't believe that you should ever watch it. <laughs> My score is three out of ten. Wow! Yeah, I three out of ten. I've been like <clears throat> having been forced to to write about this fucking thing is has just annoyed me to no end because it was just it was just Melba toast. I mean, see, the thing is, is you're ruined by every other scary puppet slash doll movie that came before this. <laughs> yeah, so, I guess. I mean, it's as good as all of those, really. No. Well, uh-huh. maybe maybe the Annabelle ones are a little better because they go beyond Chucky's just the doll. better. Dolls is better. <laughs> like, there's just... I mean, everything's better than this. This is just boring. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I did not have... I mean... I was right in the middle. I wasn't bored, but I wasn't engaged. Hey, that's fair. It was fair. like, this is this is a movie. Yeah. And this is exactly the movie that I expected. Yeah. No surprises whatsoever. I don't know. I feel... And uh, I, I, I mean, it, I put it just at the right uh, middle of the lane at a five. Listen, I cannot understand you! This is crazy! You're a fool! I can't cope with this! Stupid bitching! Stupid damn! Stupid bitching! I think the the one thing that saves it um, from getting a lower score for me is that it does not outstay its welcome. It's a pretty short movie. Yes. And it, it just, it gets it done, lets you move on with your life. Yeah, I think it is something like 86 minutes, which is... Which, uh, which I mentioned it, I think in my write up, and not so much in this uh, in this um, review that I'm going to be giving with my voice. But uh, <laughs> they pad so much of this movie with this fucking kid who can't talk, so he has to put pencil to paper and write on a pad. So there's ten seconds every single time <laughs> that he, that the kid wants to talk. It's just padded and stupid. And but David, the anticipation. The anticipation of seeing the dumb thing. Brahms says he's mad at you. Okay, kid. Whatever. So five out of ten from Bryce. Three out of ten from me. Probably it's probably a fair score to go four out of ten somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Whatever. If mm-hmm. you know, you know how we feel about things. You you can gauge. So with that, if you guys enjoyed the show, um, you should consider becoming a supporter uh, through one of many methods that you have to support our show, the uh, the best of which is Patreon. If you become a patron on Patreon, you get access to a bunch of fucking horror movie, ex- horror movie talk exclusives, yo, including a whole nother podcast that we record right after this one. We just leave the mics rolling and we talk about all sorts of embarrassing, weird things that come up in therapy or or you know um maybe you know a, a discussion we had with our dad that was supremely unfulfilling i mean he's not lying yeah that no. is pretty much <laughs> the daily or the weekly horror movie podcast therapy session yeah it's great and uh you can also uh you know unlock exclusives like listening to this episode you know way earlier than you would normally on a, on a wednesday um like for example this one is probably probably going to be available five days before wednesday on a saturday so you could even hit it that evening if, yeah if uh you know if you want to see the movie that same weekend so check it out on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash horror movie talk, and just check out all the different uh, levels, levels of, support. of support. Yeah, and if uh, if you would like to support the show in a little bit more passive way, any single time you want to buy anything on Amazon or rent anything on Amazon, you just head on over to our website, horrormovietalk.com, 
and click the link at the top of the banner that says buy stuff on Amazon and a little taste of whatever you buy will be sent to us. And it's not an insubstantial amount. It is, it's, you know, enough to, to make a difference to us. So we sure do appreciate when you do that. Also, make sure to check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He is a professional artist who fucks really, really, really hard. With that Teflon dick of his. Yeah, that Teflon dick. <laughs> once you fuck enough, once you build up enough friction on your dick, you get that Teflon status. And his his dick sheds all STDs. See, I thought it was the opposite. I thought it would get just more chafed and rough like a oil worker's hands. That's That's someone who quits halfway. Like you, yes, it does. Yeah. In, in the process of achieving the Teflon dick status, you definitely, you definitely suffer some losses. But, uh, but if you hold out long enough, you achieve Dustin Goebel status. You can contact him, uh, at D G O E B E L zero zero that that's at D Goebel zero zero on Instagram to make your artistic dreams come true. Make sure to tell him that HMT sent you. Or, you know, just comment on his stuff. Just be like, HMT fucking rules. And, uh, you know, and he'll appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the another way you can help support the show or a, a kind of a, a service that we, we give to all our listeners is a Shutter promo code. If you enter HMT at checkout, when you go through Shutter.com's checkout, you will ha- receive 30-day free access to tons of streaming horror movies, shows, uh, docs, uh, docs, all kinds of good shit. And, um, and yeah, so, you know, check out Shudder and enter HMT at checkout if you would like to take advantage of that offer. Thanks again, all of you, for listening, and let's get into spoilers. This is it. This is spoilers. spoilers. Oh, ah, the French. <laughs> the the uh, the lack of care we have about this movie is infecting our lack of care with this episode. <laughs> it's really um, how how is it like? I don't think it's. I don't think. I mean, I it's coming kind of. It's kind of coming through in the amount of. It's hard to get amped about a movie like this. Yeah. It just feels so boring. It's but, just like looking at wallpaper. Yes, it's just like looking at wallpaper and you're like, oh, no, it's a five. Yeah. It made me angry. It did make me angry. <laughs> Tom Cruise's ex, who <laughs> I will consistently oh, be re- referring to her as that, and Jude. So, Nicole Kidman? No. Oh, yeah, she's the ex, too. No, she's... <laughs> She's old news. Katie Holmes. Yeah, Katie Holmes. Tom Cruise's ex and Jude are is start out the movie at home alone in London. And um there's some, you know, there's some tension that's built around, you know, the the boy that boy uh scaring his mom and So first of all, it starts out and I was confused because she walks in and the alarm goes off, and she turns off the alarm. I'm like, why would you set the alarm if the kid's already inside? No, the alarm doesn't go off when she walks in. That's what alarm systems do. They warn you that the alarm's about to go off, and so they go beep, 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 and you got to punch in your code before well, yeah, but 30 why would, seconds. Why would you set the alarm if your son's already home? Well, you can set it in at-home status, so all the motion detectors aren't uh aren't active and it's just all the door switches uh, yeah okay. see well, shows, I, shows what i know i used to install home <laughs> security systems so I, <laughs> I know a thing or two bryce it's, okay. uh, it's, right. it's you know it's a complex it's a complex um a system that not everyone understands completely so i'll i'll forgive your your lack of knowledge in the area and then um there's a break-in, a super generic break-in by some super generic big... I'm up here, big boy. Look over here. Look at me. I'm, I'm zoning now. I know. Already. These these super generic, just 
goons break into the house. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Who's there? Goons. <laughs> Who? Hired goons. Okay. Well, oh no. It's yeah. like uh, if if there was a a really boring Batman villain. <laughs> and just had the most generic goons. The goon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, they, it was weird. It was almost, do you remember like the, the 90s Batman movies where it almost said kapow in the movie? In yeah, like the an Joel ironic, Schumacher ones. Yeah, in like an ironic way. It was, a, the whole scene like was like, whoa, it feel, it felt very like that. Like, I don't know. I mean, it felt kind of real to me. Like it, it felt like a, a good dilemma to have to where it was a real traumatic experience for those two. Yeah. Uh, like it, it was believable for me. It wasn't, it wasn't over the top. The fact that there'd be masked goons breaking into a house <laughs> is a little, I'm not sure how much that happens, yeah, but they... <laughs> if, if you are living in a really decent like condo in London, there's probably plenty of stuff to steal, so maybe yeah. it's worth it. They had black beanies on, they had baklavas, you know, uh they had you know, they were fully blacked out. Um <laughs> it was like it was like the stereotype definition of a burglar. Like the only thing they lacked was like a money bag over their shoulder. Yeah. That had a little money sign on it. It's like, yeah, I mean it's the burglars that you would see in a security system commercial. I'm still thinking about you, like, spacing out. You, like, looking off in, into nothing. Like, bored to tears. They're, they're like the most generic robbers. It's like uh, if you see, you know, on any security um, or insurance commercial, it's the the white guy with stubble. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. No burglar on TV can be anything other than white. Ever. <laughs> Obviously. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I can't get over you having that, like, thousand-yard stare. <laughs> I'm just looking at uh, my daughter's Care Bears DVD or something. Oh, man. Okay. So, Moving on. <laughs> so at this point in the movie, you know, the mom and Jude experience some extreme trauma but due to this break in and Jude goes mute. He stops talking, which I don't really see as a problem. Yeah. I mean, he his, <laughs> the after effects of the PTSD of seeing his mom bludgeoned over the head is that he goes uh, mute and goth. <laughs> yes, that's that's the effects of it. Yeah. And. And I don't see I don't think that's too much of a problem in this movie because every time this kid talks, his acting chops show and they are not there. He's much better as a brooding I don't know, it wasn't too distracting for me. No, it wasn't because they kept him quiet. <laughs> every time he talked though, like towards the end of the movie when he when he was talking again and uh and he was like, Pass the peace, please. Like, oh, okay, this is this is dumb. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I couldn't get over the the fact that it's it wasn't just that he couldn't speak; it was he turned into full like Edgar Allan Poe, like <laughs> it had like an Edgar Allan Poe haircut all of a sudden. He's yeah. like, I'm I'm real moody now. Yeah, and he'd flip his hair mm -hmm. like the goth kids in South Park. Yeah, he was clearly cast because of his striking similarity to the doll and his de deadpan stare, which were both good. Like, uh, you know, his similarity to the doll, spot on. <laughs> His, right. Also, his deadpan stare, very good. Very Edgar Allan Poe. Mm -hmm. So this starts putting a, press, a, a, a certain amount of pressure on the marriage because Tom Cruise's ex is frigid and she, um, you That's know. That's why Tom Cruise dumped her. <laughs> <laughs> Dump that bitch. <laughs> is that, who is that? Is that Tom, Tom Likas? Likas? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's pressure on the marriage for, because first of all she's frigid frigid after the uh, precision attack on her and then also jude isn't talking so they're just stressed out in general and uh and they decide to move to the house um in the middle of kind of the countryside and as soon as they get to the <laughs> as soon as they get to this house, dad says to the family, 
he I vote we try a little nature exploration <laughs> except in a British accent because he's super British yeah uh yeah I mean it almost it felt like it was he's, a, that was his line that he said live vote we try a little nature exploration and it was he like, says it really excitedly it, it was a line that felt like a placeholder they're like they put that line in brackets like we'll come back and change that later into something yeah more interesting <laughs> other than i don't know maybe we can ask ben is this a thing the phrase nature exploration oh. as opposed to like Let's go, Let's go outside. <laughs> hike in the woods. I don't know. I don't know what you would say that would elicit that amount of enthusiasm about walking around on the grounds of a mansion. Yeah. Yeah. It was so nature exploration. <laughs> so in the course of their next nature exploration, they find, well, I should say Jude stumbles upon just a uh, a hand, a little tiny, a little tiny doll-sized hand sticking out of the ground in the woods, and it's just kind of you know, it's um, it's like the classic hand pose of like a zombie reaching out of the grave kind mm-hmm. of thing, and so he you know obviously he uncovers the doll and then he's got a doll and then the doll's like you know Brahms. Is his name, and uh, and he is truly one of the most uninspired and generic horror movie dolls that I've ever seen. He's just a doll. There's nothing to this doll. Well, like a Victorian, like, porcelain-faced doll. Yeah, yeah. But there's, like, no... There's no hook, you know? There's... And there's never any hook with him. It's, yeah, I mean, it's... The, the hook that they chose is that... He's just kind of creepy sitting there, and then, uh oh, he turns his head. Yeah, and then that's the other thing is at, at least like okay, so Chucky is is a a kid like a classic kids toy doll, right? He's like he's like the my buddy thing, uh-huh. and uh, but and so that's not that's pretty generic, right? Uh-huh. But he makes up for it beca- because he has. The 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 personality the mm-hmm. the soul of a serial killer inside him so that's his hook right you know he's interesting by virtue of the thing that he does which is brutally murder and kill people uh, and he says ridiculous stuff that a little doll should never say um, or Annabelle you would never have that weird looking doll in your house ever in the Annabelle movies <laughs> right? you would never have that in your house period because it's just you'd burn that because it that's it took this doll is just so blah and it's it doesn't do anything interesting it doesn't look interesting it's just a fucking doll that is meant to sit there and stare at you and menace is drawn from the stairs I guess oh man I I just remembered um um, so there's another podcast, the scariest things mm-hmm. run by Eric Lee. And yeah. then he has me on his, um, uh, Facebook messaging group. Uh, huh. And there were some, there's like a couple in there that have a side business that sells haunted dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to find the YouTube clip and we can post it on, on this post, but they what <laughs> they find these dolls that are just like kind of super creepy and old and the people are like yeah these dolls are haunted I'm like can you and so they like buy these dolls up from people that say that they're haunted and then they rehome them with people that want creepy dolls wow like so this would be one of those man that would be a movie wouldn't it that creep, is a movie. The creepy doll emporium, just like the commercial in the beginning. Donald's exactly doll, Donald's uh Donald's Deadly Doll Emporium. Yes, by the way, Donald's Deadly Doll Emporium. Thank you very much for sponsoring this episode. Twenty percent off of HMT code uh at checkout. Yeah, that would be a great movie. I'm I'm in color me impressed. Yeah. Anyways. Is oh my god. Last episode we said we could potentially write a movie better than <laughs> than Fantasy Island. And I think we just came up with the premise. 
Yeah, I'm not sure we could do better than Fantasy Island, but I think we could definitely do better than Brahms the Boy too. I think we could do better than than, than Fantasy Island. Yeah, I, I we'll, we'll see. Oh yeah, it's like that's a real high bar. Like I don't know, David. It's got to make sense at the end. Ah, it sounds hard. Um, so we didn't mention the groundskeeper at all. Yeah. So the groundskeeper is played by the the same actor that was the father and the witch, right? Oh, how, how the mighty have fallen. How far have you fallen? And yeah. he carries around a shotgun at all times. At all times. I'm not sure that's accurate to England. I don't think they're like yeah. big gun people unless they're enthusiasts hunting or shooting quail or something. But he was literally carrying it every time you see him. Yeah. I mean, it's like cocked open or whatever. So yeah. You can't like shoot it, but. It's one of those ones that open that that is loaded by by like cracking it in half. Yeah, seems ex- excessive. Yeah, it does seem a little excessive, but it's also pretty on the nose. Like this is the English countryside. We are sportsmen <laughs> and gentlemen, <laughs> dressed to the nine in tweed. Yeah, tweed uh, everywhere. Um, and he had a dog that yeah. followed him around. Yeah, he did German Shepherd, and uh, Brahms. Does not like this dog. The dog barks at him. Brahms just decides to tell the boy, hey, Jude, (laughs) I don't like this dog. And so Jude and Brahms, they get a thing against the dog. So, um, you know, if you let's just put it this way. If you were to go to that site, does the dog die dot com? The answer would be yes. (laughs) The dog ends up dead in this. Um, you don't get to see the dog death, but, uh, you do get to see the dog dead. So you get to see the mutilated corpse of the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, at this point, the boy takes, or Jude takes the boy, Brahms, home. And, uh, you know, he sleeps with him and he starts doing creepy things. The, the, the doll compiles a list of rules that's like, you got to give me head pats and like head scratches and, and you got to give me kisses. You got to read me a story read every me, night. Read, give me a kiss before bed. Never cover my face. No guests. No guests. Always give me food at the dinner table. Always. Um, but I mean the, and the, the boy or the doll is a real bad influence on Jude. Mostly in terms of foppishness. What's foppishness? He turns into a real dandy. Like he starts, we- <laughs> he starts wearing suits and like little like schoolboy ties. Yeah. Like all of a sudden he like he he goes he cleans I mean, he, up. Yeah. He, yeah. He has the Edgar Allan Poe haircut, but then he goes like full on like turn of the century fop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fop. <laughs> I'm a dapper Dan man. Um. <laughs> so I mean that's the worst part of if this if this doll infiltrates your family it's going to take your son he's going to turn him into a dandy <laughs> and he's going to separate him from your family what is a dandy exactly um or a fop i've never heard that term i've heard dandy dandy is like you know you just like uh it definitely has a little bit of a ring to it if you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm trying to think of some examples so um, Martin on The Simpsons, Paul F. Tompkins, maybe a little, and uh, what's the, what's the other Paul? He's the director. I mean, just wearing it, it's a it's a guy that wears like vintage suits all oh. the time, has a mustache, and uh, and wears like leather bottomed shoes uh, at all times. Ah, uh, so me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, the, oh, and then the mom, or I should say Tom Cruise's ex finds the mute, finds in Jude's bed, a little mutilated stuffed doll, like this little bear, this little uh, stuffed bear. Um, and she's like, come on, boy, I know you did this. And he's like, no, I didn't Brahms. It. Well, he doesn't say it. he writes it down over a, over a 15 second period. He's like, I did not, I did not do tear the doll apart. It was Brahms. And, um, and she's like, come on, Brahms, the doll, he ripped it apart. Come on. I know you did it. Go to your room. And at this point, he's forced to leave his doll alone on the couch and she's kind of, you know, in the room with Brahms, and she starts having a staring contest with this thing. 
And she's like, boogie, 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 boogie. And the doll doesn't move. In, in standard, boring doll fashion, the, boss, the doll sits there and is like, I'm not. I got a good game face. Yeah, the doll only moves in moments where they want to make it seem really creepy. Like, ooh, it could move at all times, but it's not. Yes. So at this point, at this point when she's like getting creeped out by the doll, the doll's kind of alone in the room with her. She goes into the other room, but she can kind of still see the doll. This is the most exciting part part of the whole movie to me because you hear the doll get up run into the bedroom and lock the door behind him. So you uh-huh. pat, 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 slam. And at that point I was, you know, and, uh, I, if they'd have kept doing things like that, if the doll had kept getting up and moving around and stuff, that would have been interesting. Yeah. I mean, they really put themselves in a hard place using the creepy doll, haunted doll trope. It's been done so many times that like, if you do anything interesting, you're just copying someone else. So if it actually shows the boy running around, it's like, oh, well, we've seen this in Child's Play. Yeah. If it never moves, you're like, oh, well, this is Annabelle. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's. <sighs> well, your doll can move and, and that's, you know, your doll can move and you're not necessarily copying Child's Play. It's just a creepy doll movie. At this point, it's its own, you know, almost its own. So it, well, it is its own subgenre. My skin's a-tingling just thinking about this spooky tale. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, in my opinion, that's like the best part of the movie, and it's such a throwaway. So what happens is, like I said, he gets up, runs into the boy's room. Uh, she she runs over there. She's thinking it's her son who ran out, got the doll, and brought it back into his own room and then locked the door behind him. But... You know, as she's knocking on the door, let me in, let me in, Jude. Why, why'd you take that dog? Blah, blah, blah. I told you to be in your room, blah, blah, blah. Then Jude, open the door, you goddamn dandy. Yeah. Get over here, you fucking fop. Sick and tired of your foppishness. <laughs> so as she's screaming these in, insults and slurs at her child, uh, her child shows up down the hall and he's like, what's up, mom? I had to get a glass of water. And she's like, well, if you're not in, <gasps> if you're not in your room, who is? And then the door's un- magically unlocked, and there's the doll sitting inside. Oh, yeah, we don't we didn't mention, but at some point, Jude stops being mute. Because the doll is a... That that was the one benefit of the doll, yeah. and why they didn't immediately throw it away. Because Jude started talking to it, and they could hear him through, yeah. the, through the door. And eventually, Jude would start talking to them again. So he overcame his muteness, but not his foppishness. So that that's kind of like... If they'd have kept going with that line, you know, of the doll doing things and kind of being generally moving aroundy creepy, I'd have been I'd been a little bit more more pleased with this movie. I mean, they they try to end it with going more into the backstory of the doll and how Uh, much it's haunted other families, but they don't do it in a way that's really interesting. It's like, oh, this is a they, they handle it the same way a procedural cop show would just lots of screens of a computer looking at past newspaper clippings yeah of like a creepy creepy doll is you know uh, was associated with an entire family murder yeah it's like okay hey you think after like 10 families someone would notice like hmm. yeah that's that same good goddamn doll what about the doll in the background of that yeah. photo and that photo Oh, and <laughs> they that. always mention a doll in the newspaper clipping, too. Yeah, something about like, a doll oh, being the, boy, the only left survivor. The boy told everyone that the doll made him do it. <laughs> Just like the previous four families. What a bunch of retards. <laughs> <laughs> you said the R word. Oh, shoot. Um, so at this point, I'm going to take a brief interlude in our review to talk about the fucking bitches in our theater who are just blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm just like, hey, Bitches, I'm trying to concentrate on Brahms the boy, too. I got to review this piece of shit so other people know to stay away from it. And they're like, blah, 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 blah. They were full full volume talking almost at, at, at one point. Yeah, I was I was surprised that you asked the, the ushers. Did, you, did the ushers ever go up there? I, I only saw people come in and no, like, he's, peek in. Yeah, he peeked in. I specific, he, was, he was a kid. He was the manager or the manager in charge. 
Um, but he, I mean, you know, I mean, he, he was very respectful towards me, but, um, it was, it was like, I, like, I just, sometimes you get, you get like a 40 or 50 year old man who's Uh like, has very strong awareness of exactly what to do and how to handle things. This guy was a little overly, you know, he, he was excited. Uh And, uh, and so, you know, I was just like, Hey man, this is my, my first move. If look, if you're a fuck, if you're talking in the theater, if you're being a general annoyance in the theater, fuck you. Okay. That's fuck you. And I think we're probably general annoyances in the theater sometimes. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I, I feel like we, we, when we started this show, yeah, but I think we've settled ourselves. We were so excited um, and it's clear that that these girls were too. And and if I was if I if I've ever been that guy, fuck me. Like like that's a really dick move. And I uh, think yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I'm normally pretty bothered by that too. In this circumstance, I could not give two fucks about this movie. So I was like, yeah, but I, I had don't to write, I had really to take- care. Yeah, you had to like write and stuff and pay attention. But and they were pretty far behind us. They're like way in the back, and we were like closer to the front so i was like eh, i can i can tell they're talking but i just don't care it's just it's just one of those things that bothers the shit out of me and uh anyway so my first move is always go talk to a manager right away <laughs> like just as soon as you're like oh this could be a problem just go be like hey manager there's a thing so anyway i said i said to him you know there's some bitches in the back of the thing and they're like they're you know they're doing the thing and he's like Okay, I'm going to go right in. And he's like, he like starts taking off to go talk to him. Like before I even have gotten a chance to come back in and sit down, I was like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, you know, give me like, give me like 10 minutes. Let me go back in, sit down. And then, and then, you know, maybe come in and see if it's, uh-huh. you know, there's no, there's no timer on this. You just, just make, just, you know, come back. And, uh, and I think they figured, uh, because as soon as I got back, they had, pretty much quieted down so thank you you dumb bitches thank you for quieting down and not making that 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 young man have to come and put i don't know put gags on you or something mm-hmm. i don't know how what what happens after that um but then if that if that doesn't work i i resort to full-on fuck you shut the fuck up I, i'll get there like i'll yell uh-huh. at him in the theater it, it hasn't happened in a long time for the most part all of my theater experiences for a couple of years now have been pretty, pretty good. So good streak broken by these dumb bitches. Don't talk in movie theaters. Don't be a jerk. Anyway, um, now we just have a series of dumb bullshit that, uh, that Brahms pulls off. So there's, um, there's a few stare downs between Tom Cruise's ex and, uh, and the, the doll. One of which resulted in, in Bryce being a, just a basic bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's staring at the doll and you can see it in the trailer. Everything interesting that happens in the movie ends up being Katie Holmes's dream. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's exactly. like, Oh, that, Oh, that was an actual scary thing. Oh, well it didn't happen. Yeah. It didn't really, it happen. didn't actually happen. So <laughs> this movie, this and the turning man, just, ugh. Um, let's get through this. <laughs> so the bugs came out of his mouth and it was a jump scare. Uh, then, then, you know, just general spooky shit. It ramps up slowly. The yeah. doll gains more power the, and has greater hold on Jude. She and, takes a look at, she takes a look at Jude's book that he uses to draw and express himself to the family. And there's a bunch of, uh, illustrations of mutilation of family and friends and dogs. And <laughs> I wish they would have at some point panned over to Jude's bookshelf and just showed it completely full <laughs> of these notebooks. Cause he like wastes an entire page on writing two words. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he must go through those legal pads like two yeah. two an hour. Yeah, man. And where are you getting those things? Like no one's going to the store that I can see. It seems like we're pretty far away from yeah. any place you could get some legal pads at. Um there's some there's some funny moments in this movie, like how helicopter parenty the parents are when she's like I mean they're out, way out in the countryside. There's nothing to do. The kid goes outside alone and uh and when Tom Cruise's ex sees that that her boy's outside alone she yells to her husband her husband you allowed jude outside alone and it's like what the fuck is like he's like 11 yeah 
<laughs> and and the I feel I, within view of the window. Within view of the window, like he's not like he. I hope my kids experience at least some of my childhood, like the aspects of my childhood where I just roamed around. You see, the the difference is you just can't trust a dandy <laughs> to be out in the woods alone. They're just she, not. They're just not equipped for it. She knew what he was. <laughs> He'd like stub his toe and, and be like, oh no, I have a scuff on my, on my, um, penny loafer. You know. And then he'll like try to buff it out, but he can't find leaves that are soft enough. And then he'll just die of exposure out there. <laughs> Tom Cruise's ex really understands that you need traction in the woods and leather is not that. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Leather soles bad for traction in the woods. Um, Everything that happens in this movie that's of any interest whatsoever in terms of scares is covered in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Except for the table flip. Yeah, the table flip. Brahms flips a whole gigantic full oak table and because they're not feeding him food. You know or... what would have been really interesting, <laughs> especially with a sequel to a movie that features the same doll, is that what if they had it that Jude actually did all of it? Oh. That the doll wasn't evil at all. He's just like... Some creepy kid trying to get away with shit. Yeah. <laughs> just happened to be the exact same doll as the as the oh, former movie. That'd be good. That would have been a twist. But take take a boring, an otherwise boring movie and make it slightly interesting. And then the real twist is Groundskeeper Willie's the evil guy. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. He's like the He's the boy from the previous family, and he set him up. The doll told him to bury him so that the other little boy could find him. And it's so it's all a setup. And then the end happened. Well, I mean, I do like the the part where the dick cousin got his. Oh yeah, the cousin the the cousins came over and they were. Uh, you know, the, he was he was given he was given Jude a, a hard time for you know being a dandy. Yeah, the dick cousin was straight out of like a nineties yeah. fan fantastical children's movie, like from Matilda or, or something. yeah, or the Never Ending Story. The jerks from the Never Ending yeah. Story put him in the trash can. Yeah, yeah. So the cousin comes over and he's being a real jerk, and. um and he ends up... He has mental illness. <laughs> he ends up falling, impaling him, himself through the chest on a... Uh, Broken wicket? Wicket? Yeah. Or something from croquet? Croquet. Uh, yeah, on a croquet stick, um, which I guess is called a wicket. I or no, it was the stake in a, the ground I'm or something like that. married straight man, but there you go. <laughs> um, I ain't no fop. <laughs> I ain't no fop. Yeah, and then uh, and then there's a finale where yeah, the ending was the most underwhelming. It's just like, okay, this is the ending that you expect. They destroy the doll and everything. Well, so. I mean, the boy starts put starts wearing a mask that to make him look to to like complete his evolution into the doll. Like, I am the doll. I wear the mask. I have the haircut. Look at my foppishness. Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, and then uh Katie Holmes, I'm sorry. Tom Cruise's ex, uh, ex Scientologist Katie Holmes, or uh, her husband smashes the uh, the doll's face off, and beneath is some twisted, weird kind of biological looking form. Yeah, like a rotting doll corpse head. Yeah, and then they throw it in the furnace, and but uh, at the end of the movie, oh, at the end and then the there's a little cliffhanger epilogue. It's like, oh, he's the the. The boy, Jude's the boy. He's the, got a he's got a mask. The boy he's is still, still evil. He's, he's transferred his he's still evil. Brahms. He's transferred his evil. Hub boy, and that's Brahms. And that's Brahms the boy, the boy too. Yeah. All right. So wait, um, my hang on. My uh, my final recommendation, or who would like this for this movie? If you're a fan of the first movie, don't see this. If you're a fan of horror or movies in general, don't see this. So, what about you, Bryce? Yeah, definitely don't see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, if you're a huge fan of the original boy, which I don't think has like a huge following or anything. I'm not sure why this movie got a. If you if you're like, oh man, I love the boy so much. I wonder what happens next. Yeah. Then uh, watch this movie and then 
realize like, oh, I didn't really want to know that. Yeah, and then cry. Impressive. It's really not bad. It's just it makes me feel nothing other than that one jump scare. It was kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, so. Makes me want to go out and buy a suit, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. Feather my hair like Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, fuck the boy, too. Uh, and don't go see it. I'm going to take that clip out of context. No! <laughs> what do you want to do, David? Fuck the boy, too. God damn it. <laughs> mm. All right. All right. So, uh, with that, let's get into horror movie news. This just And so, please welcome Ben Warrington, our news guy. Yay! Clappy, clappy, clap. Okay, Ben. Thank you, guys. Let's, uh, let's head into the news. Yeah, what do you got for us? So, uh, since our last news feed that we had, uh, the first thing I've come across, which is the low-hanging the, the, the low fruit in the room, which is Spiral, uh, the book from the Book of Saw. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer over the last few weeks. Yeah, the um, the remake with Chris Rock and Samuel L. Mm, so we got a trailer, which was... What did you guys think of it? Um, I mean, it doesn't show much. It's got some spirals in it, but... Uh, <laughs> it's got a lot of spirals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm I'm sure it's it's better than the the movie Spiral that we reviewed before. Oh, anything be better? Oh, is that from the guy that did the Hatchet series? No, the, it's from the guy, the guy that, that the guy that did nothing before. He was it was just an independent <laughs> movie. It was where we realized we do not want to review independent horror movies ever. Like we want we want these things to be screened by studio executives. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, well, there is a. Few- <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously, we've got a release date now um, of May. Um, I think it's different from the UK from what it is in America, but we're looking at about mid-May for the for the release. I think it's May the 14th or the 21st that you're going to get in the US. But, um, yeah, from uh, director Darylin Boseman, who obviously did Saw 2 till 5, I believe. Um, he's actually a very interesting guy. Uh, he's, he's done a couple of other things since, but... Uh, but he's been called back. He's got the helm, um, written by Chris Rock. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be directed by Chris Rock, but I guess he just he, he wrote it and is it has a part in it. Is that right? Yes. Um, he is. Um, he's playing uh, the chief detective in a in a in a, in a story that revolves heavily around. Um, uh, police officers and him. His dad is played hey, ben. by Samuel L. Jackson as well, which I found out. Um, it sounds like we got kind of a poor connection, um, and that's that's on my side. Um, just uh, be aware. Let's let's uh, yeah. I'm seeing I have a poor connection. I don't know what the deal is. Let's just let's just head on. Uh, what's the next news item you got for us? So next on the list we have. Uh, Borderlands. Either of you two uh, a gamer at all? I played the first one a little interested bit. Interested in video games? Yeah, I played the first one probably yeah. all the way through. I think. Yeah, well, that's good. That's that's more than what I've got, but I know that it's very popular. Uh, Borderlands has got a film coming out um, that has been. It's, it's a Lionsgate film, and its director will be the one and only Eli Roth. So, oh wow, he's making a comeback. Wow, that's that's a perfect series for Eli Roth. He's uh he's so he's so zero to a hundred uh on his on his style and Borderlands is nothing but uh you know, very, very tremendously over the top and and in every way. So that's that sounds yeah, like I a th- good pair. I think he he appreciates some sort of artistic uh, freedom that he he wants in all of his films and and yeah having a look into this I think Borderlands will be uh, a chance for him to sort of a bad relationship with him when I first started sort of reviewing his films and looking at him but this is definitely a a road that might be able to get back into the mainstream might be able to impress a few more people yeah um, but we'll see that's that's one thing. Cool. 
Yeah, sorry, Ben. We're we're getting like a weird in and out connection. Um, but we'll 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 uh, trudge forward. What's the next thing you got for us? Perfect. So next on the agenda, we have, I mean, very relevant. Uh, Brent Bell has been given another uh, feature to direct, and it's going to be the prequel to Orphan, which I'm I'm pretty excited about. Um, just because I loved Orphan so much. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I liked Orphan pretty good, but uh, just to clarify, Brent Bell is the is the guy who directed Brahms, the boy too, and the boy. So um, relevant <laughs> relevant to this episode for sure. Um, what, Bryce, what did you think about the Orphan? Um, that's one I haven't seen yet, but I've been recommended to watch it several times, so I need to see that one. That's the one. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking about. I don't think I've seen either one. I, I've been recommended the Orphanage. I think. Which is like a Spanish, yeah, Spanish, Spanish yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, right. I believe, yeah. The orphans, the one with yeah, the with both. the, with the uh, girl that's a woman, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so, also on the agenda, we have uh, the new horror film from A24, uh, the company behind films like Hereditary and Midsommar. Um, Midsommar was massive in the UK. Um, Hereditary did just as well as well. Their new film this year is coming out next month. It's called Saint Maud. I don't know if you guys have seen a trailer for it. There is a trailer online. Um, I'll make sure to pop that on the website for for people to have a look at. But um, but it looks really, really, really visceral and, and interesting. Yeah, um, I haven't have seen, you seen any of this? I haven't seen that. Well, Saint Maud. It rings a bell, but I don't think I've seen the trailer yet um i did see a trailer for um Gwen and the green knight i think that's through a24 as well isn't it mm, yes i have heard of that as well yes i believe so um, let's see what well, I've got. A synopsis here is Maud is a reclusive young nurse whose impressionable demeanor causes her to pursue a path of christian devotion after an obscure oh, trauma yes yes oh she's, that's she's right the, yeah the christian caretaker yeah that's right yeah that she looks is, good yes yes this yeah this movie looks like it's going to be uh really something else i uh i'm, I'm pretty excited for because it looks like it's going to have a lot of interesting undertones and uh in kind of you know hot takes on on touchy subjects like religion so That'll be kind of. I'm kind of excited for this. I mean, when, yeah. when did yeah. you say it was? Uh, it was scheduled to come out. Um, I've got it down as March. And March. Let me just have a quick look. In uh, I think obviously there there, there is some uh, there is some discrepancies between the UK US releases, Canadian releases, and all that all that jazz. But um, by the looks of it, it's it's got a good reception so far from its uh, from its uh, test audiences and things like that. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. The thing with A24 is they seem to really want to clock into to human emotion and, and to, to things that are really relevant to the times in terms of, uh, you know, depression, anxiety and uh, grief and, you know, things like religion and, and these and cults and things like that. It sort of ties everything in together that the that, that, that popular culture is going through. And I think uh, I think St. Maud's going to be that as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think A twenty four has really hit hit an interesting an interesting uh, stride in that it's it kind of allows smaller uh, you know allows scripts from from less known people and 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 smaller budget. Wait, everyone, know. be quiet. Why? Dang it. I thought I heard I was I was timing out the smoke alarm. Oh, beeping. Beep. I was gonna say change that change that battery, Ben. Um, oh but, no, tell me about it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but A twenty four has been you know has been backing basically small budget uh, filmmakers who have you know interesting stuff to say, and they're not they're you know it's not stuff that's that's only going to get greenlit from, you know, from a, uh, a big studio. So I appreciate what they're doing and kind of Bloomhouse Bloomhouse is doing kind of the same thing to, uh, a little bit more annoying extent, but still similar. 
Yeah, Bloomhouse yeah. is is more um, general audiences. A twenty four is skewing towards the art house yeah. stuff, yeah. which I appreciate. It's good to have both represented. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but they're, they're both sort of springboarding these these new directors. You know, you look at um, Flanagan, who's just who's just done Doctor Sleep. These have all started from low budget. Uh, dross films that have really you know th- th- they've shown their artist- artistic talent from these low budget films and and you know you're thinking of people like Ari Aster that A24 have endorsed and uh, Roger Eggers is oh Robert Eggers sorry who did The Witch and uh, The Lighthouse Th- these films are going to propel these directors into some new territory and, and and you look at people like James Wan who started with Saw He's just, you know, he's directed Aquaman now, and and that's the sort of road that these directors can go down, and it's all through these companies. So yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. It's definitely they've definitely helped um, horror in the in in the the most most recent kind of um, revamping of kind of the horror genre. So. Mm. So uh, the final part of our newsfeed will be. A little recommendation through Shudder. So uh, you guys, I know, do a 30-day free Shudder uh, trial if you go through uh, Horror Movie Talk. I recommend doing that because this month is going to be a good one for additions to Shudder. Yeah, what do we got? So this month, uh, there's a few. The Room is going on there. There's a, there's a few uh, indie things, but the two main ones that I've focused on that are just going on this month... Uh, will be Satanic Panic and Daniel Isn't Real. So Daniel Isn't Real has just finished um, a a lot of festival runs. I went to go and see it at London Fright Fest last year, and it was incredible. And I think it's, you know, Shudder is the perfect place for it, and I would recommend anyone going to see that. So make sure you get on Shudder and use that promo code and, and get on that. Yeah, HMT at checkout. Did you say The Room was going on there? Yeah, see, this is the thing. I've, I've I've seen that it's the room, but it's not the room. It's the room, room that we all know and love. It's it's not room either. No, it's called the room. Um, okay, but it's not the room. The Tommy Wiseau one, the right. where he shouts at people over and over again. Um, <laughs> and not, and not, it's room not room with Brie Larson. Right. It's not room with Brie Larson either. No. So it's uh, it's another one called the room that's been. Uh, it's, I can't remember which what, what year it came out. I wonder it's if been, it's about it's the been, room. Uh, <laughs> a prequel to the room and room called the room <laughs> i'm not too sure um but that's about it guys for the news over here um it's, it's been pretty steady but uh we've got some good things coming up definitely and, and you'll be the first guys to know as soon as i know anything well we certainly appreciate it ben well thank you very much for uh for calling in all the way f- from uh from england and jolly old england yeah and uh and thank yes. you for keeping us in touch with horror movie news this has been horror movie news <laughs> and then here's the smoke alarm there it is there it is perfectly on time <laughs> hey ben thank you very much and have a have a great day have a great week yep yeah, you too, guys. Thank you very much. I, I do apologise about this uh, oh, crappy no sound effect. I mean, I mean, I it didn't adds, know it was like that until uh, until now. <laughs> it adds to it for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Yeah. Ben. Hey guys, thank you very much for listening. Um, make sure that you hop on over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever it is and give us a rating. You don't even need to write a review. Just just rate it. And, you know, give us whatever you think is fair. We really, really, really need those reviews. So if you can help us out that way, we would appreciate it. Other ways you can help us out is by sharing this episode with a friend. You know, following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or, uh, you know, wherever, or YouTube even. Yeah, um, we got Reddit, uh, subreddit, our horror movie talk. Um yeah, check yeah. us out. Check us out. And as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so through Patreon by going to HorrorMovieTalk.com. At the top of the page, there is two buttons that help us out a lot. One is Patreon. You can 
unlock a bunch of exclusives, uh, like a podcast that we're going to record right after this. And then the other way to support the show is through Amazon. Anytime you buy or rent anything on Amazon, click through the link on our website, bookmark that link, and just use it to buy, you know, all of your, all of, all of the products that you need to buy, like kitty litter and butt plugs. Oil me up, daddy. It's dinner time, and I'm a little soup boy, chompa chompa. Special thanks to Ben Warrington for for reading the news. Even though we did have uh, a few glitches that I probably had to cut out, uh, we sure do appreciate you calling all the way from across the pond. With you did great, did great, did great. Um, we appreciate your super sexy British voice. Tickle your dickle. Tickles my diggle. Anyway, so with that, you guys have a great week, and we love you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. trying to say hoodie picasso what hoodie picasso